What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. It's the Buckeye Remix Week One. We did our season preview last week, but this is Week One Celebration Week. I know it's been a few days. We played the odd Thursday night game, but uh, I'm still here for you on Sunday morning, as always. Uh, I can't wait. I'm excited about the season. You know, once again, looking back, the game was a little better than I thought. So, you know, first things first. You know, I'm I'm Jeff from Jeff Needs Sports. You can get at me at jhunt 6 on Twitter. Uh, follow all of my work and all of my partners' works on offtheballnetwork.com. And uh, and here we go. Uh, just like last year, we're going to buzz through this. Uh, you know, I look at this as an analyst, but I also let myself look at it as a fan. I love this show. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited to be back. I can't tell. I can't tell you guys how much fun this is. So here we go. The overview. OSU beats Minnesota 45 to 31 on Thursday night at Minnesota. Um, New, you know, new 19-year-old starting quarterback, C.J. Stroud at the helm, you know, coming off of a, you know, a, a great, weird, but slash great 2020 season that we just had, you know, going to the national championship game and all. So, went down like this. You know, it, we, we all know it started rough, but Ohio State has 495 yards of offense. Not bad, not bad. Uh, you know, 294 passing, 201 rushing. Here's the big thing, 10.3 yards per play. So let's compare that. Minnesota, 408 yards. We'll talk about our defense here in a minute, of course. Uh, 205, you know, totally balanced attack. 205 passing, 203 running. They they're, they're, they were they had a good game, and they were 5-point yards per play. So let's look at this again. Ohio State, 10.3 yards per play. Every time they snap the ball, 10.3 yards. Uh, Minnesota, 5.4, and it was a pretty decent game for them. So – uh, once again, that that was uh, that that's what kind of jumped out there. You know, Stroud. We we spoke about it. Freshman quarter, we're not freshman. Retro freshman quarterback, two hundred ninety four yards passing. Got it. Really got together in the second half. Four touchdown passes. Uh, one big mistake. We'll get to that here in a minute. So you know, that's the overview. Once again, a lot of yards. Gave up more yards than anybody's comfortable with. Got out of a uh, kind of a nasty weather game. I think it's important to to talk about the a little rainy, a little chilly, especially for August. Well, early September. Sorry, you know, not not perfect conditions uh, for a 19 year old quarterback or the team, you know, so to speak. But they got through it. Got a 14 point win. Got a conference win. Yeah, which is huge. And then I think you know on Thursday night, everybody was, you know, just across everybody was overreacting, panicking a little bit you know, across the country because Ohio State was the only, uh, what we want to say, national title contender that had played. I think after Saturday night, we can all look at it and say, okay, I, I think that game aged better than we than than we thought it would. So I think overall we're happy where we're at. So my knee jerks on the game, it, it was like this. Both the defensive line and offensive line looked great. And my knee jerks are just what is like, just like I said, knee jerk reaction when I'm watching the game. Both both sides of the line looked great. You know, the offensive line, I, I said Stroud. I don't know. Stroud could have been TikToking, you know, in the pocket back there that they were giving him. Great job by the O-line, especially with an inexperienced quarterback, really having his back, giving him a chance to thrive, giving him a chance to um correct some of his mistakes from the first half, especially the second quarter, and have a great second half of football, all on the off- offensive line. The holes for the running backs were gigantic, you know, 201 rushing yards, but it felt like if they 
it really felt like they could have done whatever they wanted on either on either uh, running or passing. So great job by the offensive line. Uh, defensive line held their ground. You know, this was a tough one. I'll talk about this for a second. This was something, yes, what we want to see, everybody wants to see, is that speed rusher, you know, the, the Bosa's, the Young's, coming off the edge, blasting the quarterback. It's going to look different when you're playing a team like Minnesota, who's basically throwing seven offensive linemen out there. These defensive linemen, the snap of the ball, they're, I said, you know, on Jay Stevens' show earlier this week on Locked on Buckeyes, they're in a Greco Roman wrestling matches every time the ball is snapped, uh, fighting these mammoth offensive linemen. I thought the defensive line really held their own. They, most importantly, in this game, they gave the inexperienced linebackers and safeties a chance to run around and make some plays they didn't make all those plays but they did give them the chance they kept the heat off of them and and if nothing else they came up with a touchdown you know great job by the d-line uh wide receivers were as advertised they're great uh you they they're i won't say they're unguardable but they're really 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 tough to guard you know they didn't panic when things were you know obviously they're they're at a higher level than their quarterback right now, but they didn't show it. They really stuck by his side. They kept running the routes, and he and he um, rewarded them for that. Olave and Wilson both had huge plays. Uh, Jackson Smith and, and Nick and Jigba uh, is almost to me. He's he's almost unguardable in the slot. So really happy with what we saw the wide receivers, and that's what we expected to see. Uh, you know, knee jerk. Obviously, the defense still needs work. Giving up a ton of yards, making making too many. You know mistakes too many hope plays you know especially the defensive backs they're hoping that they don't get the pass interference they're hoping they get a piece of the ball but they did fight they did compete you know I, I think there was signs of hope but obviously they've got a lot of work to do with Oregon coming up especially with what I saw at Oregon's quarterback he's a guy that can make things happen on his own um, you get out of position against them I think you know that's a guy that could punish you we'll see and basically we won that game because of recruiting you know, if you really watch the game, like it's pretty even, it's pretty even. But when R1s, when they get a when they get a crack or they get a hole, <laughs> they they exploit it. Um, you know, Mayan Williams, for instance, that's who we're calling our bowling ball running back. And he outruns the whole Minnesota defense on the long touchdown run. And, you know, once again, the receivers, good passes by Stroud. But then when, when Alavi catches a pass like that, like on his second touchdown, making guys miss, not even getting touched on the end zone, accelerating Wilson again, you can't unguardable. So I, I just had this, that game was won on the recruiting trail. Uh, sometimes you just have better players. Uh, Minnesota played, Minnesota played the game they wanted to play and they lost by 14. That's, that's what I tell everyone Real, really happy with the, the young guys and, and the talent showing up. So here we go. We'll get on the offense, the offensive side of the ball. It, it was good. I already, I already, uh, you know, gave them praise enough, but I can't say enough about how great the O-line was. The pass pass blocking and run blocking was was absolutely terrific, and it was huge. You know, Stroud didn't have to take big hits. The, you know, the, the running backs could put their foot in the ground and go, which is giant. If you give if you give them that hole with these guys, you know, and they can and they can plant and get upfield, uh, that that's a problem. I mean, they're accidentally getting you know, seven yards of carry. Really, really, really huge, really great job by the offensive line. You know, 10 yards per play, I talked about it. That's ridiculous. 10 yards of play is ridiculous. Like, when you look at the stats, the time of possession, you know, of course Ohio State's going to be down the time of possession because, in all honesty, their the, the guys get the ball and they just 
they they, they just go. They get chunks. I, I I don't know what else to say about it. Like, what are they supposed to run out of bounds to to drag these games out? Of course they're not going to. So when you're getting 70 yard touchdowns, 50 yard touchdowns, things like that, it's it's going to speed the game up, and that's always that's always going to put pressure on your defense. It's always going to make your defensive numbers look worse. To be honest with you, to compare it, I'm sure uh, most of you watch the Clemson Georgia game. Defensive numbers are going to look way better when the other team is not doing when when your offense and the other team's offense aren't doing anything. So, like, you know, when a high state plays, when a high state scores, you know, six touchdowns. Well, the other teams get that's that's six possessions for the other team that they're guaranteed plus the kickoff. So now they get seven possessions. So if they get 40 yards of possession, they're up to 280 for total yards and they cannot even score. So I just it, it's just part of having a high octane offense. Uh, I compared a lot to what Oregon did in the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, mid 2000s as to where when you score so fast, the other team is going to get the ball. Your defense is not going to get the rest. And that's why I was really happy with the defensive line. They were they were pumped still at the end of the game. Great, great job by then. So anyway, offense just looked great. Uh, Stroud, honestly, uh, you know, for watching it, he played an absolute terrible second half. He 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 seemed to get rattled. He looked, and this is all fine. But I'm just as an observation, like he did look like it was it was getting to him. Uh, that they couldn't get to halftime quick enough. The one huge mistake on the interception was absolutely. If he makes that throw, Alave, from what we saw later in the game, Alave is going to get 30 or 40. He might score. And that's the truth. If he can just get it in these guys' hands. But uh he did. So that's a tough second half. They fought through it. Even I was, I was like, you know, a lot of other armchair quarterbacks, head coaches. I was like, you know, Matt, pull the kid out, give him a break, put somebody else in. Like maybe he's no credit to Ryan Day, credit to the staff. They got to halftime. They obviously had a discussion. They obviously did some actual coaching at halftime. Stroud comes out in the second half and looks looks ex- like what we would think that a highly rated quarterback for one of the best teams in the country should look. H- had a great second half, you know. The re- the rest is history, so to speak. So, I-, I was I was almost more proud of him fighting through adversity than I was almost what he did on the field. Almost, so that was great. And then another thing, just an observation on the offense that could have been a blowout. We just talked about it. If Stroud makes that pass, you know who knows what happens. It- it's it, it- I. When you went, really look back, Ohio State, there was three or four plays that really, I won't say helped Minnesota, but really slowed down Ohio State, however you want to say it. No excuses or anything. Sometimes there are penalties. Uh, you know, we'll, we talk about the uh, the Proctor interception. If if they don't call that roughing the passer, which a lot of times they don't, it's fair to say, I, I don't care that they called it, but sometimes they don't. If they don't call that blowout, if, uh, if uh, you know, early in the game, Stroud misses – Wilson in what would be a touchdown we know especially I think in a I think in decent weather conditions that's a touchdown but he misses him by inches uh Wilson can't drag it in that's a touchdown and then of course the 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 miss the overthrow to Olave which becomes an interception and seven points for the other team Olave gets that it's probably so I don't I don't think it's unfair to say that this could have been an absolute you know boat race if uh if a a thing if everything goes right but a lot of things did go right you know we're not complaining about that but overall the offense was as advertised they looked exactly like i thought they would look very happy with let's talk about the defense real quick because i mean that's the talk of the country is ohio state's defense it's it's a constant talk of the country and i can't stay i'm going to make a quick comparison when we're done here and 
and get something off my chest. But first, let's look at D-line was awesome. I've said a, a ton about them. Very difficult to play against this type of offense when they're when they're running, 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 and then it's a passing down, and you gotta you gotta flip that switch and try to be an edge rusher. It's just never going to work. That's why teams do this. I mean, you see Notre Dame went to the playoffs doing it. Uh, just just keep you in a dogfight up front, occupy your defensive lineman. You know, Minnesota really, uh, we want to say crafty uh, with their blocking techniques and stuff. That's fine. I know they're not going to call them all when it's a big, when you've got that dog pile up there, you're not going to get the the jersey pulls and stuff like you do when an offense is spread out. I understand that. But the truth is, if you ju- if you go back and watch the footage, there was a lot of, um, I put it this way, Minnesota finished a lot of blocks. Uh, let, let's just say that. There was a lot of our defensive linemen laying down, especially when you see a defensive lineman laying on top of the offensive lineman. You kind of know how that happens, but it is what it is. Defensive line did not give up, and when they got the opportunity, Harrison comes in, strip sack. Garrett catches that. Garrett catches it like a tight end and outruns the Minnesota offense. Just both of those guys – both those guys just enforced their NFL draft stock at that moment. Great play. And it was seven points that was was dearly needed at the point. So great job by the defensive line. Um, some poor tackling again. You know, some guys out of position. You know, I I, I know. Ibrahim, which, which first of all, Ibrahim, uh, I hope he gets better. He's going to miss the season now. We all saw, you know, him You could, in slow motion. We all saw him you know, his Achilles rupture. I really felt bad for him. The kid competed, played great. Um, I hope he's healthy. I hope he goes to the NFL and I hope he has a career. Uh, gr- great job by him and keeping his team in that game. Uh, it was really impressive. And, I, and just honestly, we all felt terrible when he went out, but um, some, still some poor tackling, you know, some shoulder tackles bouncing off some, you know, guys getting a little confused. They played a lot of guys trying to figure something out. I mean, when you've got former running backs, you know, in it wide or in it linebacker early in the season. There's definitely some issues, but and so once again, the defensive backs. There's just still too much. The the bail technique and the the trail technique, which we call it, is good if you keep up. But you're never looking back at the ball. You're swiping and hoping they don't call pass interference. They could have called a couple more PIs, and that could have changed the game for Minnesota, without a doubt. So I just just I don't know if they just need it. To me, I think they need to run more zone. Even Alabama runs zone, and they let their guys look downhill and get get vision. I, I don't quite understand why Coombs is so stuck on you know this man-to-man trail technique. I would imagine him and Day would have some serious, intense conversations about it this week. Um, they didn't look great, but they also, once again, if you if you can get that Proctor playback, it takes deep, it takes yards off the board. It gives them a turnover. Their defense, the stats wouldn't look as bad as people think. I don't think they're a terrible defense, but I don't think they're a whole lot better than they were. And once again, we don't know where Seven Banks is. Uh, I think you know there was we had a couple guys that just kind of vanished. So who knows? Um, but they need to work. They need work for sure. And it's a long season, but. I will say, like, I just saw some flashes by like guys like like uh, Ryan Watts, uh, Simon. You know, had a big play. He was running around, looked pretty good. I don't know if he always knew where he was going, but he had some good motion. Uh, I thought Burke really showed some fight. Uh, a lot of poor technique, but it, really a lot of fight and a lot of swagger in him for a guy that needs to be out on that out on that edge, out on that island, so to speak. Sometimes, so I, I did. I did like the flashes of what our guys did. I didn't think they looked completely outmanned as much as just out out techniqued, uh, so to speak. 
so sorry about that so okay here we go this is my favorite part of the show once the overall great job Ohio State the most important things we're want to know if you look at teams like Clemson North Carolina you know LSU being O and one is no matter what your flaws are on defense on offense 19 year old quarterback I, I don't care you you need you got to be O and one that's the most important thing that's the most important stat and they got the W uh really have overall on the on the replay I would recommend anybody has a sour taste in their mouth go go back and watch the replay and it really does come off as a better game than I I thought it was uh, originally maybe you will too so let me switch the banners here and let's get on to the favorite part of the show. Time for the report card. All right, here we go. I know y'all can't see, as Jay Stevens say, you guys can't see me on the radio, but I just clapped and rubbed my hands together like it's time for a delicious meal or something. So first off, quarterback, I gave him a B minus. Uh, you, you can't deny the four touchdowns. He, once again, I already said he played through it, fought through the you know the first half, got really good. But the fact of the matter is that the it, the interception that he threw was inexcusable. I got to punish him for it, just like I would you know if it was Justin Fields or anybody. So I gave him a B minus, but I also it, it was going he was trending in the right direction at the end of that game. Very proud of him. B minus for quarterback position. Wide receiver A plus. I've said enough about him. They're great. If you get the ball in their hands, they they do what it takes. It's just, yeah, we'll talk about the linebacker crew member if you mo, mo comments that I've been very friendly to the linebackers, and uh, we'll get to that. So wide receivers, unstoppable, almost uh, great game by then. They were there for their quarterback, made the most of their receptions. There's nothing else but a a plus for wide receivers. Uh, running backs. I gave them an A, and the only reason they're only an A, I know it's crazy, is just they didn't get the ball that much. Because you got to remember that the one long touchdown was a, was actually a reception out of the backfield. So, you know, the rushing yards were good, very, very good. But I, I think an A was was fine. I thought they actually pass block pretty well too. So I, I feel totally comfortable giving an A. Uh, you know, Teague. I think Teague is established as the third running back now. I, I like the guy, but there's something, you know, I'm like everybody else. I got eyeballs. There's something kind of missing there, but no, no offense to him. Like he's he's getting you four yards a run. I'll no, I'll take that. I'll take that. Offensive line A plus. I've said enough about him. They did a great job. I mean, almost every player they won, they created – it's hard to – I mean, to pass block and then create giant holes like that. These offenses ask a lot. These modern offenses ask a lot out of their offensive linemen to switch gears so quick. Plus, when you're running RPOs, it's two types of blocks on one play. I thought they looked athletic. I thought they looked tough, They and they were not tired. I cannot say enough about how this team did not look tired late in that game, and they were in an absolute wrestling match for 60 minutes. Um, very, very proud of them, so to speak. I'm old enough to say I'm proud of them. Great job by the offensive line. Great job to give their quarterback a chance to succeed, and he absolutely did. Real team effort. Um, I, I They almost need an A++, if we're being honest. Defensive line, B+. And the only reason is, you know, obviously they got ran on pretty – pretty decent by Ibrahim. They did it. They did a great job. They come up with a touchdown, which, you know, that jumped them up. There's, you're not going to get a lot of sacks, I understand, but also there, there wasn't a, a ton of, you know, boom plays and penetrations. And I got to grade them on this. I understand, like they understand how many times they were held and grabbed and, and pushed to the ground and pulled. I mean, there was a lot of jersey pulling. If they don't call it, though, I got to grade you on it. Sorry. Um, you know, that's just, that's just how it goes. I gave them a B plus. I, when I looked at the the replay, maybe it would be higher, but 
just one splash play wasn't quite enough. They didn't put quite enough pressure on Morgan. I don't think it's all their fault, but it is what it is. They get a B plus. They'll be they'll be fine. Linebackers, I gave a C plus. This is where Mo Murphy from Up in Flames podcast thinks I'm a little high. The the reason being, um, there there wasn't a lot for them to do. They come up with a couple big plays. If we're and it, some, you know, what are we calling line? And plus, linebackers, you're mix, you're mixing. Um, they really did. If I, I early in the game, they they helped get them off the. They helped get Minnesota off the field a couple times with some plays in the backfield and running down from behind and stuff like that. It wasn't quite as bad on the linebackers as you think. And once again, when you're playing against seven offensive linemen and you got smaller linebackers back there, it's it's tough. I thought they they fought through it. I thought the energy was up. Uh, you know, they almost have a re- an interception, which would have been great. I think it was Mitchell. If he gets that interception, we're having a different discussion. So basically, they're getting. They they probably deserve a C minus, but they're getting a C plus for effort and, and athleticism and just just not quitting. Uh, once again, I can't say enough. They didn't quit. I think they took one play off. You know the whole game. Uh, the the worst play is obviously the fourth and one, and you know they want to Minnesota gets like sixty yards on it changes the game. It is what it is. The, the safety, the linebackers, everybody did a terrible job on that play. But I can't grade their whole game against one play either. So linebackers get a C plus. I'm sticking with it. I don't care what Mo says. <laughs> Uh, defensive backs a C. Uh, I've talked about every reason why they they didn't get torched, but when it was passing downs, they got exposed a little. I thought they, I thought I, I'll say they were officiated friendly. Um, I thought they got away with some PIs. I don't think they should have been called, but I say they could have been called. Once again, the the hoping and then the flipping, just trying to hope they smack the ball out instead of actually playing the ball instead of. And especially when you're allowing the quarterback to throw, that means when the quarterback looks out there, he thinks he's got the advantage. That's what I don't like. When they're throwing the ball all the time, that's not a great thing. That means that they they feel that they've got the advantage. So I need I need quarterbacks to hold the ball. I need quarterbacks to second think more. So as of now, and they did, Minnesota didn't throw a ton, so it's hard for me to know exactly, you know, where the defensive backs stand. But I gave them a C. I mean, they didn't get they didn't give up. They only gave up 200 yards passing. Um, they did make a few plays. And if if Proctor's interception, I I give Proctor credit more credit for the interception than I should because the the penalty did not affect the entire play at all. So he did make the play. I did see the play. A penalty called it back. It is what it is. But it wasn't a hold or something that changed the play. Everything was after the throw. So I I, I give him a little credit for that. So defensive backs, you get a C, but you're you're on you're on watch. Uh, will we really be paying attention next week? Head coach and A. This team was physically ready, was obviously mentally ready, did did not did not get rattled in the second half. The veteran players didn't have their heads down. They helped the younger players get through it. Um, he he was in contact with his quarterback a lot. There, he didn't he didn't seem frazzled. Even his post game, you know, presser, his post game interviews, you know, he came off as he understanding the moment and not not it's not a panic. He wasn't blaming anything like. For instance, Mac Brown, the first thing he says after the North Carolina loss is everybody else is playing a, a scrimmage this weekend and we're playing a good team. Meanwhile, Minnesota, you know, played Ohio State. You know, LSU goes to UCLA. Alabama's playing then 14 Miami. Clemson's playing Georgia. So he didn't take the route as a coach, you know, trying to displace blame. He took he took responsibility for the game. And I thought his I thought I just thought this team looked 
really, really, really prepared for the moment. And that's what a head coach is supposed to do. I give him some no, uh, really no terrible time out calls. Um, really, really probably one of Ryan Day's best start to finish coaching games in, in his short career at Ohio State. Really, really happy for him. Great job. Overall, great job by the team. We love Victory Week. I hope next week we got a big one next week. Everybody, this this Oregon game is big. Oregon looked, it's it's Oregon was tough yesterday. They had splashes of brilliance, but they also fought against a Fresno State team. Uh, Thibodeau's obviously the story of the week. I think he'll be fine. I'm sure you know a lot of guys wear a boot all week for immobility. I don't think it's a severe injury, but no, you don't want your best player being injured. He's obviously really good. So Oregon's a different animal, uh, totally different type of offense, which, you know, got to change gears. So this is where our linebackers and defensive linemen now, now, now there's space. Now you gotta, you gotta make something happen in a, in a void. So it's a totally different game. Uh, we'll see what the weather's going to be like in Columbus high. We are playing at noon. That's nine Pacific, uh, can't overlook that advantage. So really excited about that. I hope I'm back here in seven days given another positive report, another great report card, another celebration Sunday. But regardless, I'll be here for you. We'll talk it out. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll be rational about it. We'll figure this thing out. So thanks for everybody who watches and listens. Once again, I'm Jay Hunt at jhunt 6 on Twitter. Find find this the audio version if you're listening. It's Jeff Needs Sports Podcast on all your podcast platforms. Go to offtheballnetwork.com for all your sports needs. I got a ton of great guys on a ton of great stuff over there with football season heating up. Uh, look for my college football playoff rankings. They will be out. They will be out typically every Monday, but look for them every week. I keep you up to date on that. I explain my rationale and all of it. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Got the NFL stuff coming up. It's a wild time right now. It's a, it's a great time to be a, a football fan. It's a wonderful time to be a Buckeye fan. Thanks, everybody. Go Bucks and have a great week.